We're building the ultimate millionaire crypto portfolio. To do this, you need the perfect blend of diversity and quality. And today, we've done that for you. We're going to break down every top altcoin that we think could moon in the upcoming bull run that can make you rich. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're building the ultimate millionaire crypto portfolio. To do this, you need the perfect blend of quality and diversity, from large caps to small caps, to projects in the artificial intelligence space, to real-world assets. So we're going to deep dive into uh, a perfect blend of what we think could be the perfect portfolio if you were to put in you know, X amount of dollars and watch it run over the next few years. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you have $500, $1,000, $10,000, million. When the next bull run comes, you need to be prepared with the perfect set of altcoins in your portfolio to really make the most of the gains that are on the table. So we're going to break down, you know, people always ask us, what are your top five altcoins? What are your top 10 altcoins? What are your favorite small caps? Today, we're basically going to reveal this. So this is one of our best episodes yet to date. Make sure you watch this to the end. Like and subscribe for more. But what we're going to do is is kind of gloss over all the top projects, why we like them. We're going to be picking projects from all the hot narratives. And you know, between the blend of small caps, we're also going to sprinkle in some small cap gems from along the way. So make sure you pay attention. So when you're doing this portfolio, we're not going to say, hey, we're going to put in $100 into this one and $200 into that one. That's for you guys to decide. You can, you can spread your wealth accordingly across these projects, but this is how, you know, you can imagine putting an equal amount into each one, for, yeah, for example. Yeah, for sure. So first one I think we could put on the list would be ICP, yeah? Internet sure. Computer by Definity. Pro, uh, Definity. Yep, 100%. Uh, ICP is a protocol that allows computers to connect with one another in a decentralized manner, eliminating the middleman. This, this project has... 300 full-time developers. We've done a full standalone uh, episode on this project. Yep. A lot of the tokens have been sent out to the venture capitalists into, circu- uh, into circulation. We're now approaching that time where I think we could start to see real-world mass adoption, and it's being so heavily discussed on all the socials, on Twitter, on you see on TikToks, et cetera. Yep. This yeah. thing could moon. Yeah, so the reason we like ICP and we've really warmed up to it over the past few months is one, they have maybe the grandest vision out of any layer one in crypto. Their technology potentially stands out from the rest as the most innovative, the fastest, the cheapest, the ecosystem that could really explode the fastest. And one thing we like about ICP, and you'll see this as a trend for a lot of the coins we picked for this portfolio, it has never mooned before. Mm. We don't, you know, when you look at bull run to bull run to bull run, projects that have their all-time highs in the previous bull run are not guaranteed to reach an all-time high from the next one. So you're probably not going to find an avalanche or a V-chain on our, on our perfect bull run portfolio, right? But what you're going to find is projects that have been lost in the hype, launched in the last bull run, but never really saw a hype or a cycle or a moon or at all. These are the projects you need to look at because they have fresh opportunities to find price discovery and reach all-time highs. Now, when it comes to ICP, as you said, they've got a massive team, a ton of money in the bank, 
and it's still early days for their ecosystem. You know, on, in that Truth About ICP episode, we touched about how their ecosystem is not as big as other projects, but you have to have layer one projects, layer one altcoins in your portfolio. And we're looking at ones where their ecosystems are just about to explode, right? Yeah, I, I believe they had a massive presence. There was a, a conference in China and we had the standalone episode about the Chinese altcoins that you need to check out. They had a huge presence at this Web3 conference. So I think ICP could be one that really sees a lot of tailwinds moving forward. 100%. All right, next, we're going we're gonna to continue along with the, you know, when you're building your ultimate millionaire crypto portfolio for the bull run, you want some L1, some L2, some layer zeros, as you said, all the different narratives. So we'll stick with L1s for now. And, and another layer one, if you follow us, it's a no secret that we like this one, is HBAR, Hedera Hashgraph. Yeah, I mean, look, this is one of the greenest cryptos out there. The governing council, I think, pretty much says it all. When you got Go Google, Boeing, LG, you have to understand that this is one of the greatest sales teams in the world. You have to understand that a Google will have thousands of customers underneath them. If Google starts to implement using Hedera Hashgraph technology, guess who else is going to be using it? The thousands of customers below them. So when you have every, and they they're taking. Uh, businesses from every sector and industry in the world you know they're focusing on supply chain you know they're, they're doing everything and yeah. i think hedera is by far one of the best and so this is another one where we really haven't seen the growth of growth of the ecosystem yet so i think you're still even though the token has been around for a while it did have a nice run in the last bull run but we really start we're only just starting to see these partners roll out Hedera and HBAR in their ecosystems. I think we saw LG, they started to implement some HBAR Hedera stuff in their TVs with an NFT wallet. You know, you're going to start to see, as you said, Boeing, LG, Google, all these huge, you know, IBM. You know, there was even talks about potentially bringing Microsoft into the fold. Mm. You're going to start to see these partners start to integrate HBAR and Hedera services into their eventual Web3 offerings. And there's a two other things I want to mention about HBAR, which are more timely, which makes me like them even more. One, their recent partnership with LCX, which is bringing them into the CBDC and real-world asset tokenization narratives, mm -hmm. two narratives which we think could become huge in the coming years. And you're also starting to see the ecosystem grow in terms of the Hashpack wallet. We saw a Launchpad come out. We see SaucerSwap, the DEX come out. So you're starting to see some ecosystem projects launch. And once you have that, that spine, that foundation in the ecosystem, DEX, Launchpad, wallet, all that kind of stuff, then you can really see, start to see the part the, the projects being built and the ecosystem flourish. So I think the time is still right for HBAR to be added to that ultimate portfolio. And I, I was watching an interview with a lot of their executives and the way that they're spending their money. So their marketing dollars is going towards attracting developers and it's not going to retail facing uh, investors like ourselves. So I like the way that they're spending their money. They also have that $5 billion uh, HBAR um, development yeah. grant, grant or that fund. That's huge for developing everything within that ecosystem. Uh, it's also ISO 20022 compliant as well, which could we could see as another narrative when that picks up again, whether it's cross-border payments, et cetera, right? Mm, so. 100%. All right, what's next on your list? So I think we have to add Quant from a business interoperability perspective. Um, you know, there's no other player in the space that quite operates the way Quant does. And when we have the CBDC narrative uh, pick up again and different... You're going to have different banks creating their own uh, blockchain systems. You're also going to have all of Web3 operating underneath, you know, maybe a Casper or Hedera. And they all need to communicate with one another. So the only way to do that is to use Quant who are with three lines of code and its proprietary tech to be that interconnected platform 
and they're excellent circulating to max supply ratio. They're all in circulation as well with only 14 million tokens. Yeah, so when you're building your ultimate crypto portfolio, it's like building a fantasy sports team or, or a real sports team. You want different players that can do different things. So, you know, we've already started talking about the layer one ecosystems that we like and the layer one coins. This quant is a layer zero. So quant is such a unique project in that it, it, it connects every other project, right? And it doesn't really have a ton of competitors. I think quant is operating in such a unique space and is built for enterprise adoption. And they've already gone through the NVIDIA accelerator program. They've already worked with AWS. They're building something that is going to be adopted by enterprises quickly. And I think in the next phase of the bull run, you're going to see big companies publicly enter the Web3 and crypto space. And the quant overledger, like you said, it's easy to use, a couple of lines of code, it connects everything, has great tokenomics. And again, going back to narratives, we talked about this in one of our updates on quant maybe a month or two ago. They partner with UST to start to get into the CBDC and tokenization of real-world asset space the space that uh, we saw BlackRock say could be worth trillions in the markets. So Quan is not only operating in a great sector, layer zero, has great partnerships, but is moving into these hot narratives. So it ticks all the boxes for me. We also have that QRC token for uh, NFT uh, tokenization, interoperability as well, which I mm. think will also be an absolutely massive sector to pump. Yeah, Quant is making moves and I like it. Yeah. All right, let's, let's stick along this similar line of L1s, L0s, and let's go to Casper. Mm. Yeah, so Casper, you know, we, uh, this is another um, altcoin that we did a truth about. We did a truth about Casper Labs. This is a very unique layer one. It's, it's a next-gen layer one, again, and this is a theme you'll see with a lot of our altcoins, built for enterprise. This is built for big money companies, public companies that are going to need blockchain and Web3 technology. And the reason it, it is built for that way and why we talk about this is because it has future-proof smart contracts. So if you're going to move your business from Web2 to Web3, and you're deploying a massive server which is running billions of dollars of transactions, and you build these smart contracts, and you make a mistake, or you need to change it after it's deployed, on traditional smart contracts, there's going to be some downtime. You're going to have to do a fork. Very labor-intensive, risky, and as I said, downtime. But with Casper and future-proof smart contracts, you can change the smart contracts after they've been deployed, which means you can make changes while it's running after version 1 is out, after version 2 is out. And this, to me, makes Casper stand out. It's absolutely massive, especially being a Web2 business, thinking about the how scary Web3 can be. You want to be able to make these, these changes and these transitions if needed. Again, Casper has a chart that you know maybe looks like an ICP, has never really seen a pump. However, a majority of their tokens are now in circulation. So this would be a time. This has actually been one of the ones, uh, tokens that has actually performed quite well, while Bitcoin has also been pumping because um, mm. not all all coins have been casper's been doing extremely well yeah so i think when, when again when we talk about icp it never pumped casper never pumped that's what we're looking for we're looking for projects that have been swallowed up under the hype of all the other altcoins that pumped in the last bull run and haven't seen their time to shine that's where we're looking so if you look at that casper chart it's the same as icp as you said that's what we like and then when you look at who casper has been working with they just joined the ibm partner program yeah. They've worked with AWS and Amazon for cloud partnership in the past. And I think we touched upon this in the Truth About Casper episode. Because they're working with enterprise companies and public companies, a lot of their massive partnerships would be under NDAs. So you don't know what they got going on in the background. I think they've probably got some massive partnerships that could provide huge catalysts for the Casper token to run in the next bull run. Again, I, I like to die to further research. I like to watch interviews with the executives behind the behind the scenes and what they're doing. 
And he alluded to the fact that they have a ton of billion dollar businesses in the pipeline. They just can't announce it yet mm. due to these NDAs. The moment they start to announce these partnerships and these contracts is when Casper will absolutely melt faces. And I think Casper has a pretty heavy chi- uh, presence in China as well with some Chinese companies. They already have partnerships with some public Chinese companies. And we've been talking about this potential China narrative. So Casper could benefit from that as well. Looking for a layer one with a low market cap. This thing could do a 60x, yeah, nine, like 90x if it reaches uh, like something like a Solana's market cap. It's not even on Binance yet. Yeah. So yeah, Casper's got a lot of room to run and it's still very slept on. Like not a lot of people are talking about Casper. No, absolutely. All right. What do you got next on your list? Uh, I think we could look at Mina Protocol. Um, look in more like that ZK privacy um, side of things. Yep. The world's lightest blockchain. They're using ZK Snarks. Um, so it maximizes scalability. This is something that you want you want to see from uh, from a mass adoption perspective. So you want it to be lightweight. You want it to be fast. You, you you need that to happen. And we did we've done a few episodes about Mina and why we think it's so special. I think that technology and Whenever you see that ZK, the zero knowledge proof uh, narrative kind of hit Twitter, kind of hit the socials, Mina is one of the, the OGs and one of the top players in this space. Yep. And I think it, it has a lot of room to run. And yeah, so Mina is another one. So you can, you're now starting to see how we look at these things. Mina is another one that had a hyped up launch, like ICP, never pumped in the last bull run. Now all the tokens are kind of getting into circulation. So now you can start to see that price appreciation. And as Josh said, the zero knowledge narrative is going to be one of the things that shapes the next bull run. And a quick quick rundown of what zero knowledge is, an example of what Mina can do. So you can share your proof of data without sharing your data. So if you're looking for a mortgage or an insurance, you can, using Mina protocol or another a ZK a roll-up or whatever, you can show that you're eligible to get the mortgage or that you have the good financial qualifications without revealing your vulnerable financial data. That's zero knowledge or proof of data, Right. So Mina is one of the OGs in that. We, we've had the, uh, one of the team members for an interview on our podcast. We know that Mina has tons of developers and they have been heads down building during this bear market. They've got some really cool things in the pipeline and it's, it's one of the most probably unique technologies out there. They've also got that Oracle function where it can kind of almost become a competitor to Chainlink where it's providing data again with zero knowledge. Um, they've also got that private universal login. Like MetaMask, yeah. Yeah, so... Mina has a lot of cool things and it's being slept on. Again, people are not talking about Mina. When we're putting together this perfect crypto portfolio, we're not picking Solanas and Avalanches, things that people have already heard everything about. The hype train is over. Old technology. We're looking at new technology that hasn't been hyped yet that could do massive gains in the next bull run. Yeah, absolutely. And when they have security, apparently secu- superior to eth- Ethereum as well, you got to keep that t- this project top of mind because we know that they're, their money is going towards development right now. It's not going towards marketing at this stage. Mm. So you want teams that are building because when their product launches and you see the real world adoption, that's when the price flies. And, you know, as you said at the start of the lo- this little Mina segment, it's the world's lightest blockchain, 22 kilobytes, the whole blockchain. And I truly believe the blockchains that will win out in the end will be the green coins. Mina is greener than most of them. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. All right, so let's kind of keep along the privacy security standpoint and move into another project that we really like, and that's going to be included in our perfect crypto millionaire portfolio, and that's Oasis Network, Rose Token. So this is, this is another, it's a privacy and security token, right? It's probably the leading privacy-enabled uh, scalable layer one blockchain. 
Uh, what we like about this one is not only is it in this privacy narrative, but they've worked with some of the most some of the biggest companies in the world. They've worked with Meta. They've worked with Binance, BMW Group, to provide these. It's like a layer in between vulnerable c- uh, consumer data and then what co- companies want to output, but keeping vulnerable data safe and private. It's safeguarding personal information. Mm. And the fact that Facebook Meta has used this, you know, what happens when Twitter eventually announces that they're using it? You know, I know, I know there's some rumblings of some big name companies that are, are going to be announcing that they're using Oasis Network. Uh, I also love that they have that $235 million Oasis ecosystem fund. You know, when you find products that have this type of money in the bank to be moving the system forward, man, that speaks volumes about the direction that they're heading. Um, they also have this massive university part, uh, program. They partner with over 25 top universities to further enable its mission of building responsible data economy from Berkeley, Oxford, Cambridge. You're the top minds in the world working on this. Yeah. And one of the things I really like about Oasis Network is they've created this whole tokenization of data um, narrative. There's been a, a lot of talk in the world about you know taking control of your own data after what we saw what happened with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Well, Oasis Network is developing a, a platform where you can actually take control of your own data that you, um, you know, allow social networks and, and search engines to use and profit from that by, you know, if you want to use my data, which is now tokenized in the form of NFTs by Oasis Network, I want to I want a little bit of cut. I want a cut of it. So if you can tokenize your own data and that works across not only the individual level, but also the business level. This is kind of, you know, the the whole Web3 creator economy is all about everyone gets a piece of the pie, right? As opposed to one company just taking everyone's everything and making all the profit. By tokenizing your own data through Oasis Network, we could start to see kind of a level playing field in in terms of this data economy. And data is the new oil, right? So if you're going to look at something like Oasis Network that's making inroads into the data economy via the blockchain, it's another feather in their cap. And this is a billion slash trillion dollar industry. And as more Web2 businesses enter web three and we all know it as web three users as web three advocators that privacy is so important if you're a web two business stepping into web three and you're not focusing on that guess what you're not going to see that same adoption that a lot of these other companies are so all these big companies at some point are going to have to come in onto the blockchain into web three and they're going to have to use something like an oasis network yep i like it all right what's we're running on running down the list now what do we got next uh, next, I think we need to add an artificial intelligence uh, play. You know, you could look at a Fetch AI. I think we've chosen AGIX, Singularity mm. Net. Yep. Um, this this had an ICO that sold out in one minute, $36 million. Mm. So people are hungry for this. What I like about this, this project, and we've discussed this in our AI episode, is that the, this is the same team that pioneered the development of the one of the very first and most recognizable AIs out there, and that's Sophia, which is described as the world's most expressive robot. They have an excellent team. This is the first platform that makes it easy for developers to sell their AI models to other people. They can thus use it, and it's a beautiful marketplace that will really push the AI projects forward. Yeah, so this is the world's leading decentralized AI marketplace. And, you know, as we always preach on this show, it's all about narratives. And AI is going to dominate the world from now on and is going to be a dominant narrative in the upcoming crypto bull run. So you have to have an AI coin in your portfolio. And one of the things that we always say to look for is within narratives, what are the best performing coins? Now in the AI mini bull run we saw from December to February, 
Singularity Net, Ajax was the top performing coin. It performed better than Fetch AI. It performed better than a lot of these other coins. So that's why, you know, it's still in that like mid cap zone. So it's not a small cap gem, but it's clear that the, the money flew into Ajax. Um, so yeah, I think if, you, if you're going to look for, I think one of the other cool things about Ajax is uh, uh, they have a, a deep link to some other projects such as Cardano, who has, I think they put um, like a million dollars worth of ADA tokens into Ajax. So they're working with big names. Mm. I mean, there's, they got some deep connections there. There's a reason why it, it outperformed Fetch AI by like a, a scale of 3x, right? So yeah. there's stuff going on. Uh, what I really like is their collaboration with Hanson Robotics. It's a massive robotics company. And so they released a, a joint venture known as Awakening Health. And what they're going to do is they're developing a product that leverages AI for healthcare. Mm. So uh, they've created this... Pr- um, you know how they had Sophia, the really expressive robot. They've now created something called Grace. It's a humanoid assistant for the healthcare industry. When you see headlines of people stepping out of the healthcare industry, I think this is going to be, I think the healthcare industry is really going to struggle with an aging workforce, with an aging population, less people in that workforce. I think we're going to need artificial intelligence to kind of pick up the slack. And this could be one of the projects that really you know, niches itself into that. Yeah, 100%. So we've gone through some layer ones, layer zeros. We've gone into privacy, security, ZK, AI. So now we can move into, this is probably the coin on our, in our perfect portfolio that has the smallest market cap as it stands right now. And that's Morpheus Network. So Morpheus Network is, you know, it's kind of on the borderline of a small cap gem. But the reason we've chosen to include Morpheus Network in our perfect millionaire crypto portfolio is we have a very high conviction in this project. This is a supply chain management project, which even at a small market cap is integrated, partnered, and working with some of the biggest companies in the world, whether it be DHL, FedEx, UPS, Swift, Microsoft, Oracle, and most recently, Coca-Cola. So Morpheus Network, I think supply chain management has been a hot topic ever since COVID, and I think it's going to com- uh, continue to be something that, for me, blockchain just solves supply chain management so easily. I mean, not easily, but yeah. it's a very natural integration isn't it yeah all their tokens are in circulation which is great like a quant and they were just accepted and are now working with the google accelerator program for ai uh, i again like i like to i like to watch these interviews etc uh, i know that they've done a lot of work for coca-cola and they're seeing tremendous tremendous output now from from the supply chain aspect with coca-cola they have t- he was saying that they have 10 more 1 billion dollar plus companies in the pipeline to start using Morpheus Network moving forward. You know, they're already working, they have integrations with FedEx, UPS, uh, Purelator, et cetera, the biggest names in transports and logistics. So I I know that they're also doing a million dollars in revenue a year. It's one of the few projects that actually generates revenue to to help uh, validate its market cap. Yeah, I mean, just a quick pitch on Morpheus Network and why we like it so much. When you're sending products and products, all physical goods around the world, a supply chain management on the blockchain means that it can't be falsified where it came from and where it is because it's the blockchain. You can't fuck with it. You know, traditional stuff, say you have organic avocados in the grocery store. Well, they're not really organic. Someone just slapped the label. But with uh, Morpheus Network has these QR codes that are on all the boxes and it, you scan it to their Morpheus Network platform and blockchain and it can't be tampered with. It shows you exactly where everything is and where it came from. And that's why all these big companies are starting to see the value of this because it's a one-stop solution that's already integrated with the biggest partners in the world. 
And the $70 million market cap, this is a much riskier coin than a lot of the ones we mentioned earlier, but higher risk, high reward. Yeah, with the, but that's how you make your millions, right? You mm. find low-cap gems, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah, all right. What do we else we have on the list here? Well, we need to have a metaverse play, I think, as well. I think the metaverse is being slept on, but there's one, maybe two projects out there that are really making a difference, and we know firsthand because we've actually experimented with it and tried it out ahead of time, and that's Otherverse. Token hasn't launched yet, but when it does, this will be in my portfolio as much as I can possibly accumulate of it, and that'll be under the ticker UTHX. Yeah, so another thing that you have to understand in future bull runs, the next bull run, a lot of the tokens that will have the largest percent gains haven't launched yet. They're new tokens and new narratives that really people aren't talking about yet because the projects aren't live. Fortunately, we've been covering Otherverse for a while now. We've had the founder, Brian Schuster, on the podcast for an interview. This is something that we continue to watch, even though no one else is talking about it because the token hasn't launched yet. However, when you compare the Otherverse metaverse to all the other metaverse projects in the crypto industry, this one blows it out of the water. You know, it's not like a cartoony Lego graphics like Decentraland or the Sandbox, which have billion-dollar market caps. It's, it's a real-world metaverse where people can hang out with real-world characters and do real-world things. Go to the bar, meet people, go on dates, go to concerts where it's real. And they've been building this metaverse for over 17 years. Mm. And the, the Web 2 version of the otherverse has already processed billions of transactions, hosted millions of events and weddings and all kinds of stuff. These guys know what they're doing. This platform has done more weddings in their Web 2 version than Decentraland and the Sandbox have active users combined. <laughs> yeah. Take that in. Yeah. Um, patent protected. I think there's over 40 different patents. So every other metaverse here on out is going to have to be using the going through otherverse, whether they like it or not, because yeah. Brian has all the patents. And there's a lot of work that goes into creating these metaverses. And with his physics mind, his physics background, guy's a genius. Mm. There's so much that goes into You don't just strap on a headset and then start walking around. And it's perfect. You have to factor in. How many people you can have in a room for the size? You know, are, when you move your head around, are you going to get sick? Like there's all these things that you have to figure out. And these new businesses coming out like Decentra and The Sandbox, you can't just figure out in two years. Mm. It takes time. And this is going to be, I think, one of the biggest metaverses and one of the only metaverses that, that you need to have your eye on. Yeah, and we always talk about narratives again and again and again. And I think with metaverse, you're going to see a lot of things that are going to be catalysts to see the metaverse narrative reappear and take over the world again. And I think a few of those things would be Apple potentially launching their own VR and AR device in the coming you know, months or to a year, which could time out perfectly with the bull run. You're also seeing a lot of companies like Google, Microsoft, Zoom. They're all starting to bring in this VR metaverse applications into their uh, workplace software. So I think you're going to see workplace metaverse stuff really take off. And there's billions, if not trillions of dollars in that industry. Um, and also, you know, with new technology, a lot of people can't handle it because one, it's, it's too clunky and it's too expensive. I think you're going to see the price of VR headsets come down dramatically, which makes it more accessible to the average consumer. And also the rise in 5G and internet speeds mm -hmm. is going to be integral for mass adoption of the metaverse. So you're going to see... Um, Cheaper devices and faster internet, which is going to help with Metaverse, plus all these announcements. Otherverse could be in the catbird seat for when the Metaverse comes back, and we need it in our portfolio. And you need to understand there's going to be billions of dollars of advertising occurring within these Metaverses. And then when you have a leading Metaverse, that's where all the advertising dollars are going to be, hence jacking up its market cap. I think that the Metaverse saw a bit of a, a die-off because 
everybody knows Meta, everybody knows Facebook. And when they saw how shitty their metaverse looked, it's like, okay, the metaverse isn't happening. Yeah. It looks like shit. All it takes is the right project to come along, which will then spark the metaverse narrative again. For sure. I like it. All right. So that's kind of our list of large caps and mid caps that we would include in our perfect millionaire crypto portfolio. And we do have some small cap gems to discuss for you guys that would, you know, you you have to balance out your portfolio with some small cap gems because that's where you can see the 50, 100 X's, right? Before we talk about the small cap gems, let's just have a a quick discussion about where Bitcoin and Ethereum fit in, in someone's perfect portfolio. Absolutely. So I think with Ethereum, uh, definitely needs to be on there. It's the number, it's the number two biggest crypto by market cap. You know, it's the one that it's a household name. Everybody knows about it. Thousands of dApps are being built on it. It's it's everything. Layer twos are being built around this thing. Yep. And I think with the Shanghai upgrade that just recently occurred, now institutional investors can do liquid staking. So they, they don't have to have a lockup period. So previous to this Shanghai upgrade, you had to have your Ethereum staked and then it was locked for X amount of time, a long time. Institutional players during risky times like we're seeing now don't want to have billions, if not millions of dollars locked up into a platform and be un- being unable to take it out. But now that they can just stake it for, you know, three, three to 8% yield and withdraw whenever they want, I think this could see a lot of institutional adoption moving forward. Yeah, definitely Ethereum has a place there. And in terms of Bitcoin, I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Over the past few months, since 2023 started, we've seen Bitcoin outperform almost every other altcoin. So you can't just say, oh, you'll never make any money with Bitcoin. Well, if you had your entire portfolio in Bitcoin in 2023, you'd have more gains than someone that had their entire portfolio in most large cap altcoins. So Bitcoin does have a place in your perfect millionaire crypto portfolio, but it's more of something that you want to rotate in and out of. Most bull runs start with a Bitcoin bull run. Bitcoin dominance will, Bitcoin will outperform almost every altcoin at the start and in different cycles of bull runs. So I think that you have to have some Bitcoin to start. And then as you start to see the Bitcoin dominance rise to astronomical levels, you filter the Bitcoin into the coins we just discussed, right? As the cycles go, Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins. So I'm never going to sit here and say, hold a ton of Bitcoin, 50% of your portfolio in Bitcoin. But it's something you need to be aware of that Bitcoin will lead bull runs. And there are periods of months and months and months where Bitcoin will outperform your altcoins. So you need to have some of it in your portfolio to rotate in and out of. Yeah, like I, I, I view Bitcoin as... Uh, a store of value and i think a lot of other bigger players and smart people will who understand math you know like for example we're seeing the banking crisis people don't know where to turn to so where are you gonna put your money you can put in bank that's gonna start using withdrawals or start start using your deposits like we're seeing in argentina right now mm-hmm. no are you gonna put in a bank that's not insured no so where are you can put your money into real estate well the real estate market is now seeing a huge sell-off and there's huge interest rates so where's the safest place to put it globally bitcoin so for me, I'd, I would say whatever Bitcoin you do accumulate, just hold on to it for the next 50 years. I, own, I personally own one Bitcoin. I'm just never going to sell. I'm just going to hold on to it forever. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of narratives that are leading Bitcoin into kind of its own little world. So you, you, can, you can never forget about Bitcoin. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the, the part of the episode that everyone loves. The small cap gems, baby. Well, these are like some, some projects that I think have... They just haven't really been discussed a lot. And I think these are the ones that could really see some absolute massive explosions in price. And, you know, plug them into your portfolio wherever you want here and as much as you want into these. But 
you know, for one, what we could say like what the hello token. Yeah. So hello is, you know, it's a small cap jam. We've been on it from the start. It's performed very well this year, but it's still very much a sleeping giant. Um, it's leading the way in web three entertainment. You know, they got the killer whale show coming out. They've got crypto cribs coming out. They've got games coming out. They're building this whole web three entertainment sector with one of the strongest and most passionate teams we've seen in crypto. And the market cap is still like 40, 50 million. Yeah. So you could see a 10 X, you could see a 50 X from this thing. And it's ridiculous in terms of the partnerships that they keep announcing. Like they're big, they're big name partnerships. Yeah. Every time they make an announcement, things spikes like 40%. Universal Music Group, Sony, and we got a whole bunch more in the pipeline. Allcoin Daily, who has like 2.2 million subscribers. So you have to think about the amount of eyes they're going to be getting there. Yep. And I can assure you that they're going to be having more announcements to come. For sure. All right. What other small cap gems would you have on your list? Um, there's another one I think that got overlooked uh, because they had a bit of a hack, I think, with their token address. So I'd be looking at Alliance Block. Uh, now trades on the ticker NXRA. Used to be ALBT. Basically... They have one of the most insane partner lists out there. In turn, they're partnered with Quant. They're partnered with Hedera. You know, every big name out there. And they're essentially just creating the bridge between traditional finance and DeFi. And you're going you're gonna to need that bridge to start onboarding these Web2 companies. And I think this one could be a, a banger. Yeah, I like that 100%. Uh, another one kind of along a similar lines in terms of partnerships and narratives is LCX. Absolutely. Yeah, so we've talked about LCX. We identified that one before it absolutely ripped. Uh, maybe about two or three months ago. And this is in the tokenization of assets and CBDC narrative. These guys are working with the World Economic Forum. They're working with governments. They're partnered with HBAR. Still a very, very small market cap for LCX. I think like maybe 20 or 30 million. So yeah, this is this is something that you'd need to have on your watch list. Uh, another one I would put on there would be BitTensor. Um, basically, it has a $1 billion market cap uh, supply of 21 mil. Like Bitcoin, this is a decentralized infrastructure for machine intelligence that is secure, efficient, and accessible to all. And it's basically a sharing of AI models. Um, Not many people are talking about this. It's only on MXC at the moment. I think that's done for a reason. Uh, But this one, I would definitely put in my portfolio and and hold a bit of it because I think it's going to be an absolute monster. I like it. So two small cap gems I want to mention here. Now, if you're watching this episode and you you, t- you listen to all the, the large cap altcoins we liked, the different areas, L1, L0, all that, you might say, where's your exposure to layer twos? Because layer twos have been a big narrative in crypto and I think will continue to be. But what I'm going to do with our perfect portfolio here, instead of putting Arbitrum or Optimism tokens in our portfolio, I'm going to pick two small cap gems, one from each ecosystem. Okay. So we're going to go with Radiant, which is the Arbitrum small cap gem I like. This is like the Ave of the Arbitrum ecosystem. Still a very small market cap, but you know, Arbitrum at its root is a DeFi ecosystem. It's all about buying, selling, trading, liquidity, lending, and Radiant is at the center of this. Just got listed on Binance, still very slept on. And then for Optimism, I'm going to pick Velo, Velodrome. It's the top decks and launchpad in the Optimism ecosystem. Um, so between Arbitrum and Optimism, that's like 90% of all L2 transactions on Ethereum. And I think they're going to still do well, but I see the risk to reward as better for these two small caps, Radium and Velodrome. So I'm going to put them in our small cap area. Yeah, no, I like that you brought those up because we haven't done that Layer 2 podcast. And I think it's important to highlight those for sure. Yep. Uh, last two I got, one would be XYO. Uh, I think this one is, think this one for location data is pretty freaking incredible. Mm-hmm, yep. Only has a market cap, I believe, of 70 million. And this could save businesses billions of dollars. Mm. Um, we'll do a standalone episode on this one, I think, because it 
it just ticks so many boxes from a supply chain perspective and all this geo tracking. It's, it's such a unique project. Yep. Uh, so XYO I put on there. And the last one, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know, I've been big on Zen, uh, Zen crypto X E N. Um, all those plays I've mentioned on Twitter up like 10 X. Yep. Uh, it's fair, fair principles, protocols. Uh, it's deployed on every single chain. So you can build an avalanche. You can build on Binance. You can build on Ethereum. There's no venture capitalists. There's no backdoor entries. There's mm-hmm. none of this. It's fair launch crypto fair principles. It is so far been one of my best performers uh, of the year. And I think there needs to be some exposure to Zen. Now that the protocol has only just gone live. It's I think like three weeks in. And the thing's rocketing. I like it. So one last one, it's like a small mid cap that I've really started to do research into is called ALEF zero. A zero is the token. Um, haven't seen a ton of people talk about this one. It was a relatively hyped up launch, but again, never, hi- never got pumped in the bull run, kind of got lost in the weeds of the bear market. Uh, but this is another ZK privacy security based token. Um, and I just think that it's kind of like Mina protocol, but maybe even further along in terms of technology. But yeah, no one's talking about A0, so I think I'm going it's, to... It's like a small mid-cap ZK coin that I think deserves a spot in our little portfolio here. Absolutely. So this is, you know, uh, the perfect blend from all the different sectors, all the different narratives. It's a little bit of a longer episode, but it provides you with uh, the way that we think. And it shows you the way that we would diversify our portfolio because, you know, I hold a lot of these projects. You hold a lot of these projects. Mm-hmm. And it's the type of plays that if you just plunked you know let's say you ha- you had a uh, f- you could put five percent of your portfolio in each one and you just left it there for five years mm. you'd be doing in my opinion not financial advice quite well for yourself yeah for you know, sure it's, it's the same way when i invested in bitcoin in 2016 and ethereum in 2017 i just put my money in there i left it left didn't watch price every single day and then look back at it five years later and i was laughing yeah 100 percent. so now i want to i want to put it to you guys the viewers who we love Let's see your version of the perfect millionaire crypto portfolio. So in the comments, put a bunch of tickers that you would hold in your perfect portfolio. And when we go through, we'll rate them on a scale of one to 10. And you can kind of see and get everyone else's opinion on your portfolio. Absolutely. So, hey, if you guys like this episode, smash the like button, subscribe, and then tune into the next episode. Because that one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.